who prioritize God in all he do. Now, our topic for today is about committed disciples in becoming like Christ. Committed disciples in becoming like Christ. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 to 10, oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, can you just uh, use the Bible? Okay, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 to 10 says, This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. We always thank God for all of you and pray and pray for you constantly as we pray to, your God, to our God and Father about you. We think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. In verse 6, So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. As a result, you have become an example to all the believers in Greece throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it, for they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And in verse 10, And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I am nervous. Every time I preach your word, I am nervous because I know, Father God, that uh, your word is being preached. But I know, Father God, that today you are using me, O oh God, to preach your word, to, to give the words, O oh God, that you want them to hear, O oh God. You want us to hear, Father. Father God, we ask for your wisdom, for your understanding, O oh God. We pray that the Holy Spirit will talk to us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, to, to understand your word. Use me, O oh Father, and cover me with your blood, Father God. I may not be the one who will be seen in this uh, preaching, O oh God. I'm just your servant Father God teach me what to say and what not to say oh God I pray Father God that you override my preparation and teach me to rely on your spirit oh God only you Father God thank you oh God prepare our hearts in Jesus name we pray Amen okay you know what, the first, uh, when I arrived here in the United States, uh, the first things, or one of the things I enjoyed here in America is GPS, or, or global positioning system. We don't have that in the Philippines. You know, if you want to go, we, we do, but not all the, the streets are covered by GPS. You know, if you want to go to a place, to a certain place in, in, in metro or in in the Philippines, all you have to do is roll down your window and search, you know? Yeah, uh, how can I get here? And then the, the person who is, uh, will tell you the, 
the direction. Now you'll just, you see that uh, post over there? You make a left and then you will see an, yeah, or, or, or a tree or something like that, and you go right. You know, that's how GPS in the Philippines works. You know, and here, if you want to go to, to a place like Apex or, or Washington or, or whatever states you want to go, all you have to do is just put the address and then drive, right? How many of you here are using GPS? How many of you here are not using GPS? Wow, very few, uh, very few, okay? We all rely in GPS, right? Most of us here rely in GPS. Actually, you can go anywhere by just using that GPS, and that's so amazing. And in the Philippines, it's, it's hard to, to, to really use GPS because, you know, uh, streets in the Philippines sometimes change. You know, the names, they change. Calle, uh, what's that? Calle Mabuhay, and then the other day, uh, the next day will be Calle Namatay, or what? <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what, they, they keep on upgrading the names of, of streets in the Philippines. But, you know what? GPS, our GPS here are in need of, of constant upgrading. If you don't upgrade your GPS, you'll get lost, right? Or am I the only one who upgrades <laughs> our GPS? Or if you don't upgrade it, you'll get lost. It will put you in a place where you don't want to go. But if you upgrade it, you don't have to worry about it. Right? And as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, we are also a GPS here on earth. Don't you know that? People around us are looking at us right now. And the question is, since we, we heard about the four spiritual marks of spiritual dwarfism and how to be a top witness of Christ and now how am I going to 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 use those uh, message for me to to be able to to really witness for Christ and as I was uh, as I was uh, praying and and pondering upon God's word I, I was, I don't know how to use abbreviation for, for I, uh, actually a while ago, while my wife was driving, I asked her, you know, my wife is very honest, honest, uh, honest, <laughs> honest, when I asked her about something, and I told her, uh, uh, I call her Harty, Harty, do you think that my message is very relevant for GGCF? I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to be like the, it's not an insult though, but you know, I don't want to be like the old guys who use abbreviation for, the, for, for their message, but because I just want the people who will hear my message to always remember the, the message every, every Sunday. And that's, that's why I use, GP, uh, I use abbreviation. And he said, oh, that's, um, that's okay. Well, you know, when she's, she told me that, I was kind of, oh, she, uh, what do you mean, okay, 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 or okay, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just that uh, my wife is very honest. And, and of course, I deviated again from my message. And as I was pondering my, my God's message for today, uh, for for. For five, for five days, I was really asking God, Lord, how can I really be a good GPS for this world? I mean, people around me are constantly, you know, when I said I'm a Christian, they will carefully scrutinize my, my, my walk, the way I talk, the way 
even the way I think. Right? But, you know, Lord, how can I be a good GPS in this world? How can I show people that this is the right way and not that way? And how can I prove to them that the way they are taking right now is heading for their own destruction? And how can I be a good GPS in this ungodly world? First, the Lord showed me is that in order for me to be a good GPS is that I need to, to be a true disciple of Christ. And as, as a true disciple of Christ, we first be founded in the gospel of Christ. I'm sorry about that. Uh, first, we need to be founded in the gospel of Christ. In verse 23, if you will uh, read that in, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 18 and 23, um, I will just use your Bible. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 18 to 23. And Jesus used the parable of of the farmer scattering the seed. And, of course, his disciples did not understand the parable, so they asked for the explanation of it. And then this is how God, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ explained. Now, listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches snatches away the seed and that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. If you're going to, to, to read the verse 23, the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word. First, if you are a true disciple of God, you heard God's word and understood his word. Okay? And then, as, as you understood God's word, you produce harvest of 30 and 60 or even 100 times as much as had been planted. This is how I, I understand it. I don't know if most of you know how to plant uh, uh, a rice. Uh, in, the, in, in Cagayan, uh, where uh, the, uh, we call our region... Cagayan, the rice granary of the Philippines, and they plant one uh, seed of rice, and then it will grow, and then it will produce a hundred times. And these these Christians who are founded in God's word or in 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 Christ's scripture, in the Bible, after hearing the gospel they produce 30 or 60 or even 100 times as much as had been planted. So, I, I, don't know how, how you, uh, I don't know how you became a Christian and the calling might be different from my calling. And I told this to, 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 uh, to Alfeo that I am called in a different way and God might call you in a different way. We, we, 
we might have a different calling, you know. But in the end, we have this um, Christian have this, uh, 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 or, or they have something in common when, when they are called. And you know what that is? Someone shared the gospel to you, right? God sent someone to share the gospel to you. And that is something we have in common. God uh, sent the person. Do you still remember the person who shared the gospel to you? Right? If you see if that's your spiritual father, she's your spiritual mother, and because he or that person received the gospel from other person, and then because of, of, of the joy, the, uh, he, he, the person cannot contain it, he shared the, the, the gospel to you. And the, uh, the product or, or the end product of that, you believe the gospel too, and you became a Christ follower. So, in order for you to become like Christ, you have to be founded in the gospel. And you believe the gospel because the one who shared the, the gospel to you is very reliable. And that's the reason why I asked you if you can still remember the person who shared the gospel to you is that you know their lives, right? You know how they walk, the talk. If what happened if if the person who shared the gospel to you is that you know you have to believe the Lord Jesus Christ and then do this and do that, but his walk is very different. Are you going to believe the gospel that he's sharing to you? No, right? I'm not believe that that Jesus Christ, if, if, if he can even prove it. That is why Paul said that it's not just word we gave you, but we showed you how we live in our lives to you. He showed how he lives their, their lives because they, Paul and Silas and Timothy was, was doing the missionary work in Thessalonica and they saw how Paul, Silas, and the other uh, missionaries lived their, uh, lived their life to these uh, people. And that's why they believe that, yeah, you know what, the, the gospel that they are sharing is true. And because, because of that, they believe the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? Oh, one thing I, I uh, one, uh, one of the many things I, I learn every day is that it is hard to destroy a true believer. Do, do you believe that? Even, even though people or the devil will, will spread lies about that person, it will not harm him or her. Even your co-worker will just, you know, gossip about about something that is not true about you? You know why it's, it, it's hard to, to destroy a believer? Because God is protecting him and that person, as long as that person is in line with the gospel, it is hard for, for the devil to, to destroy that believer. But if the person deviate from the gospel, from the word of God, it is easier to, to destroy the integrity of that Christian. And in verse 6, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6, he said, So you received the message with joy, from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought to you. In this way, you imitated both of us, both us and the Lord. 
You know, uh, one thing, I keep on using one thing. Uh, my experience while doing or finishing the sermon outline is that God is talking to you and that and God is also preaching to your to your sermon and as I was finishing this one Lord so how's my walk if I'm going to to rate my spiritual walk with you from 1 to 10, from 1 is being worse and uh, 10 is being perfect, where am I? If I'm going to ask that, how's your spiritual walk with our Lord Jesus Christ? And if you're going to, to, to score it from 1 to 10, from 1 is being worse and 10 is being perfect, what is your score? Maybe uh, 10? Wow, brother, the heaven is opening for you now. (laughs) (laughs) 7, 6, 5, 4? I don't know. I don't know your spiritual walk. I might, you know, I can see you smiling, doing the, the, the church ministry. You're always happy, but when you're alone, you're a different person. I don't know. You might be singing here. You have a, a good voice. You can lead the people to worship God. But after, after Sunday service, you're a different person. Even your family cannot recognize you. And they, 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 they even, they, they're praying that, Lord, make every day a Sunday and make... You know, I don't know. Ah. But these, these believers in, 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 uh, Thessal- uh, in Thessalonians, they received the message with joy and it did, they did not stop there after receiving the message with joy, but what? They imitated both the, the one who preached the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ. After they received the gospel, after they have received the salvation, they did not stop from receiving, but they start walking the talk. And, and this made me uh, think that a true follower of Christ is an imitator of Him. If you are a true follower of Christ, you will imitate him. We cannot say we are Christians and by the way we live we cannot even prove it. It's hard to prove something we say and something we do. And it's very different. They, they, they can't connect. We are being hypocrite, hypocrite in that way. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 says not Everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. That's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. This is the Lord Jesus Christ talking. Not everyone who calls out to me, not everyone, even you say you're a Christian, you are a believer or I don't know you can say that and but your life is not is very different from what you are saying you're not doing the will of the father you keep on uh, you keep on sinning maybe you you need to ask the question, Lord, am I saved or not? Am I a true believer? Am I a true follower of you? Because you said in your word, only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. 
Let me repeat that sentence. A true follower of Christ is an imitator of Him. A true GPS or a true disciple of Christ is an imitator of Him. If you are not imitating our Savior, Jesus Christ, you are somebody else. Number two, a true, a, a true disciples of Christ have a positive impact to others. Number two, true disciples of Christ have a positive impact to others. Sometimes if uh, my wife is working and I'm alone in the, the living room, I'll just watch TV and there's a lot of advertisement. And um, do you know the best advertisement is uh, by word of mouth? If you if you're a uh, is there any businessman here? No, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just one. Okay. And if you are a businessman and you want people to know about your products, putting your product on TV ad or TV ads is great help, but it will cost you a um, thousand. Dollars, right? Is that right, Kyle Lambert? If you're going to put the uh, ads in, probably more millions of dollars. <laughs> I don't have a business, so <laughs> I did try once in the Philippines. After two days, it went bankrupt. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay, um, but if you want to know people uh, all over the the United or Raleigh, all over Raleigh. Once, if you want to, to advertise and you will uh, put that in a, in a TV ads or in a big, uh, what you call that, big banner with billboard. Yeah, billboard. It used to be a billboard, you like the song? Where, top, top song? Now billboard is an ad. And um, if you will put your, your product, the name of your product there, you have to pay thousands of dollars, millions according to, to, to Phil Lambert. And it will cost you more, right? But if, if uh, a person or your, one of your customers is satisfied with your product, what will the person do? Sell others, right? That's, that's free. You don't have to pay. That person, uh, hey, uh, tell to your neighbor or your friends, I'll give you one lollipop just to tell them that my product is good. You know, you don't have to, to, to bribe that person. But that person will just tell his or her friends that, you know what, I use this uh, soap and it says whitening soap for after using it for one year. Look at me, half of my body is white. And <laughs> at least half this body is white, you know. And, you know, it's very, uh, it works. And that's how the, the businessmen are using the word hype. You know why people are trying to, to wait or, or, or patiently waiting in a long line just to have the first apple? Because of the hype, because of word of mouth, you know they they they'll just uh, put uh, they'll, they'll just tell some gossip and then you know uh, uh, what you call that? Did uh, they spread some some uh, stories in the internet that that uh, this kind of first tablet that will show and then and then the people will get excited and and the businessman will just grab that opportunity well anyway we're not businessmen we're Christians but if you keep on satisfying your customer 
your customer will keep on coming back and will buy more products to you. And that customer will bring future loyal customers. And, and uh, your business will, will, will just Uh, will just be, uh, I mean, will go successful and it will be successful and you don't have to put that on a TV ad, you'll just just wait for your customer. But here in First Thessalonians chapter, ver, uh, chapter 1 verse 7 and 8, it says that as a result, you have become an example to all believers in Greece throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it. You know what? As I said a while ago, Christians are always under, under the world intense scrutiny our lives are being watched closely by the people who know that we are uh, we are Christ follower uh, everybody here watch the big brother you know the 24 7 reality TV show that's a uh, maybe there's no big brother here anymore is there okay uh, that the last time I watched that that five years ago um, and they, they constantly watch every movement of the participant, right? The moment you say that, or you declare that you are a Christian, you're a Christ follower, all the spotlights are on you. That's why Paul says that when the, the, the Thessalonians believers declare that they are believers in, of Christ, their example reached through all, uh, to all believers in Greece and throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere. Imagine. And that's, that's uh, a good testimony. I love that kind of testimony. But imagine that that missionaries, we send missionaries, GGCF send missionary in the Philippines or, or, uh, or, or in Wilmington or whatever place that we, we send them. And they will hear people on that place about our faith, about GGCF faith. And they don't need to preach the good news of, salva of salvation because the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere. Imagine that. Imagine our lives preaching the word of God to people around the world. We don't need to be, we don't, we don't have to say, you know, I'm a Christian. Yes, I know because the way you live, the way you talk, the way you walk, I know you're a Christian. You don't have to say that you're a Christian. I, I, I knew it. I know. Your, our testimony is so great that, you know, even though you, you don't have to say anything, they can see it. They can feel it. And that's my prayer for GGCF. That every, every GGCF members will just, you know, the Lord's word will ring out to every people. And this is also the very reason why there are, they, there are, silent Christians in this world. You know, they're, they're not, they can talk, but they, don't, they just want to, to, be, to be silent in a way that if you 
if you ask them, if someone asks them if they are Christians, they will just simply deny it. Because for people right now, uh, like Pastor Ken uh, taught us, that there are kinds of Christian, nominal uh, and just, you know, just religious Christians. And there are silent Christians also. They, they deny the, the salvation that they have received from the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ has a warning for us that if, if, we, if anyone is ashamed, that is in Matthew chapter 8, verse 38, if anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. If you are ashamed of the gospel of Christ and you don't want to, because you're ashamed, you don't want to share it, you just keep it to yourself. The Lord said, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. I don't want to be that person. Do you? The Lord will be ashamed of you because you, you are ashamed of his gospel. A committed disciple of, of Christ is the one who are founded in the gospel. The second is true disciple of Christ have a positive impact to others. Here in, in America, they always ask, Hey, how are you? But when you say, I am fine, they are already doing something. Have you noticed that? In the Philippines, if you ask them, How are you? You will sit down and you talk for hours. And then, wow. Maybe just... How are you? Is that, you know, how are you? Hey, I know you, you're there, and I'll do my, my thing here. Just, but when I'm go if I'm going to ask you, how are you in your Christian life? Are you a positive impact? It's not good to use impacting, because the word is impact. <laughs> are you... Are you a positive impact for, for the people around you? Do they even know that you're a Christian? You're a Christ follower? You're a, Christ, you're a disciple of, of Christ? Do they even know that? Your, your classmates? Your co-workers? Your friends? I know I'm not allowed to, to share my, my belief in my work, but when a patient asks me about, about these things, about what is happening in the world, I will take that opportunity to explain to them that God is in control of everything. And my cousin, who, who lives in Australia, he, she posted this message uh, asking God why that storm came in the Philippines and why he allowed it to happen in the Philippines. And why he, God allowed it that people 
will just die in that storm. And I, actually, I, I was not in the mood to, to give an answer to that question because if I'm going to answer her, we might uh, debate or, or something like that. But the, the Holy Spirit was just telling me, answer that, answer that, answer that. And I sent her an answer and I said, you know, if you're, going, if you're going to read the Bible in Genesis, he said there in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And you will read the word, and it was good. He created the heavens and the earth perfectly, without any blemishes of 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 mistakes but then out of disobedience of of Adam and Eve sin came into the world and everything just trembled because of that and now out of greed people destroy the forest people just overuse earth But because God is great, God loves us so much, He don't want to interfere in our free will. We have free will. That's why God, God is not, you know, God is love. Yes, He is love. But because He loves us so much, He don't interfere to our free will. And that it's not a divine rapist, you know. It's just, oh, if, if I love you, do this, do this. No, he's not like that. He loves us, though, and in, in a way he loves us, he let us do the things that we do. But there are consequences of that. And I said that to her. And, he sa and she said, now I know. I'm not, I should not blame God about what happened in the Philippines. My, I, have, I have also relatives in, in, uh, in summer and uh, I all, I, I'll just, I just rely on my cousin who, who posts on on FP and I'm 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 praising God that they are safe but I have this uh this God put this uh this challenge in my heart that I need to to go back and share the gospel to them also What if someone in my relatives died on that storm and he didn't even hear the gospel? His blood will be on me according to God's word because I didn't share the gospel. Okay, third principle is that committed disciples in becoming like Christ, a true disciple of Christ, follow God's standard. GPS makers set standards for their devices. If we alter those standards, the device will just malfunction, right? It will never work and it will give wrong directions. That is why if you buy new GPS, it comes with a manual on how to operate, how to use properly without destroying it. And this is the problem with many guys. We don't read the manual, right? We tinker through GPS, and in the end, we kind of little destroy it. And then, this is what we do. We look for the manual and read it. Oh, that's how it used to be, you know? Now we know. But the GPS is destroyed. 
a Christian who follow God's standard, he follow the Bible. He read the Bible. If you're going to ask me where, where can I find those standards, all you have to do is go back to the Bible. Go back to His Word. The Bible is God's love letter for you. Remember the times that cell phone and uh, internet were not that uh, you're not you're not using internet. You're not using uh, cell phone, and your suitor is from the other state, and he will just send letters every day and then when you receive it you'll read it for the first time and you'll have this feeling kilig and then after you read it for for the first time you will read it again and then you will read it again for the seventh time and then you you almost memorize the letter I don't, I don't know, uh, did someone do that? <laughs> it, it, it's so funny, right, that when I was in high school and, my, and I will write a letter for my crush. Oh, crush. <laughs> you know, uh, I will ask my, because... Oh, my penmanship, it's very, it's like a, a doctor's penmanship. You can, <laughs> you need a, you need a, <laughs> no, not all doctors are, are worse in penmanship. <laughs> not all, not all. Some. <laughs> okay. And I will ask my, 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 uh, my sister, hey, uh, do you want me to wash the dishes tonight? Okay, <laughs> uh, you, you write a love letter for, for, for this person. And she, of course, she hates washing dishes. And uh, she'll just, okay, I'll do it. And when that uh, person replied to my letter, I will keep on reading it every, every day. I'll keep it in my notebook. And then and, uh, whenever I have time, I'll read it again. <laughs> I don't know. But Christians, when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible is His love letter for you. The moment you stop reading His Word is the moment or or it's the time that you are slowly dying in your Christian life. And if you want to learn what is His will for you, read the Bible. Why do you think Bible are given or part of the wedding ceremony? Just for display? No. That's where we can find God's command on how to become a godly husband and a godly wife. The reason why there are so many broken families today is because after the wedding, they put the Bible away and never read it. If only they will, if only they will read it and meditate on it, they will not need to go to a marriage counselor because the Bible is complete with all the instructions we need. If you're looking for a, for a future husband or a future wife, read the Bible. When I read Proverbs, Proverbs, Proverbs 31, who can find a virtuous woman? You know, every time I, I read that, that verse, that, that chapter, I see, oh, the best woman is the one who knows how to farm. (laughs) 
Have you read that uh, chapter? You know, he, she does all the work. Wow, this 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 woman is a virtuous. And when I saw my wife, okay, that's her. Do you know why people who are in court swearing in the Bible? Was it because it's constitution, uh, constitutional? Constitutional? No. That is, that is to say, wherever I say here in this court, I am accountable to God. Why do you think the newly elected president swore an oath to the people while placing his or her hand, left hand, to the Bible? Just to let the people know that he is a religious or religious person? No. That's to say, I recognize that God is the one who put me here in this leadership and I'm accountable to him alone. A true disciple of Christ will not depart from the scriptures. Christians who follow Christ get their spiritual food from the scriptures. Without it, Christians will not grow. The scripture is the fertilizer that gives us nutrients. As much as the physical body needs food, our souls too. That's why the Bible, it should be, Oh. The Bible is the believer's instructions before leaving earth. God's word for protection, Proverbs 30, verse 5, Every word of God's, God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to Him for protection. If you are founded in God's word, Every day you read God's Bible, God's Word, every day before you go to your work, before you go to your school, before you do something, you read God's Word, the devil will, will tempt you, but you will remember that verse or that, God, that, that word that you have read in the Bible. The reason Christians, we sin because we, forgot to, we forget to read the Bible. I am late. I need to go to work. We have Bibles in our house, but it's just for, for uh, decoration. You know, people who are visiting our house and see them, oh, you're, you have a Bible, you're a, you're a very religious person. But start reading the Bible because that's His love letter for you. And you'll find protection in His Word. God's Word for warning. In 1 Peter 5, 8, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know in Africa, I, I love watching National Geographic Channel and, uh, oh, no, 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 Animal Planet. And uh, they have this uh, segment in, uh, in uh, Animal Planet where why lions stick to a specific predator uh, prey because they can sense that prey is weak. They know. The devil says here in, the, in, in, five, in 1 Peter 5 eight says he prowls around like roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's looking for a weak Christian. He's looking for a person who don't read the Bible, who don't pray, who don't practice Christian life. And he's always ready to devour that person. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. How are you going to explain the salvation if you, if we ourselves were not reading the Bible? How can we explain the Trinity? How can we explain the salvation that we have received if we, we are not reading the Bible? How can we prove Christ? He is real if we are not reading the Bible. 
God's word for conviction in Hebrew chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. If you read the Bible and something is bothering you, the Lord will just pierce your heart, even though, you know, sometimes you forget God. And I was on my way here. I, my wife and I saw someone running without a shoe, barefoot running. And uh, my wife told me that's, that's hard because what if you're running and then there's a thumbtacks? No, and then you just ah, it's painful. But I, uh, I told her, you know what, Hearty? In order for you to do that, you have to grow your uh, callus first. <laughs> you know how the callus grow in our heart by not reading God's word. But God said His word is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit. Anyone who will read the Bible, there will always be this question. Lord, what do you want me to do? And if you are a Christian and you, you know you have sinned against God and you read the Bible and Something is piercing in your heart. Lord, I know I have sinned. And in Matthew chapter 37, verse, uh, chapter 22, verse 37, 40, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. God's word for conviction. I don't know. Every time I read that, I am convicted to share the, the other verse. I am always convicted. Every time I read Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 and 40, I'm always convicted to to love the Lord with all my heart, all your soul, all your mind. And this is what I do. I personalize God's message. For example, if you're going, if you're reading, if you will read that, you must, you see the word you. And I change that for Chris, uh, my name. Chris must love the Lord your God with your heart with Christ's heart, all Christ's soul and all Christ's mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love Christ's neighbor as yourself, as Christ's soul. I, I personalize God's message. If you're not convicted to share the word of God, God said, you must love the Lord our God. And secondly, we must love our neighbor. And in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 20, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit, <clears throat> Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always even to the end of the age. God's word for conviction. God said, go and make disciples of all the nations. Start praying for someone you want to disciple. Discipleship is not overnight success. I tell you that. It took me eight years to understand discipleship. 
I thought I am a, I am a mature Christian not until I fully understand the word discipleship. Lord, I am following you. And then, I need also to disciple people. If I'm not discipling people, then I am not doing your will. Then I need to question my spiritual growth. And Pastor Peter Tanchi once said, and I quote, The apex of discipleship is to become like Christ, our Savior. This uh, coming Friday, we will have the dental bus, right? The perfect, uh, a perfect opportunity for us to share the gospel. We should start praying for this lost soul. Stop, we, sh- we need to stop thinking that they are only here because of the free dental checkup free dental cleaning, free food. We should start thinking that they are here. They will go here because they need Christ. The apex of discipleship is to become like Christ. We need to ask this question. What would Jesus do if he is here right now? A committed disciples of Christ in becoming like Him is first we need to be founded in God's in the gospel of Christ. Second, just remember GPS the P we need to have a positive impact to others. And the letter S is that a true disciple of Christ follow God's standard. Are we a true disciple of Christ? Are we discipling right now? Are we sharing God's message to people who don't know Christ? I cannot answer that for you. But you alone know the answer. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, O God, for this wonderful message of yours. Even your servant, O God, learned so many things, O God. Father, today, as we go home, O God, May we ask this question, O oh God, in our, in our lone, alone moment, O oh God. How many souls have I, or how many souls I, I've, I have, have I given to you? Am I discipling others also, Father God? Am I doing your will? Or am I just am, am I just complaining for the mistakes of of the church? Father God, am I a doer of your word or am I just a talker of God? Father God, If you're not going to listen to your word, your church, GGCF, will die, Father God. And like the Thessalonian believers, Father God, it is our prayer that your word will ring out, will echo. Oh God, will will ring out to the people around us, oh God. And when 
someone will just mention GGCF, they will say, oh, I know their faith. They are very Christ-like people. And every time I see GGCF, I see Jesus Christ. I can feel their love. I can feel God's love through the church and through God's people. Father God, use GGCF. Use us, O God. We've been a Christian for so many years, Father God. But we're not, we're not producing any fruits, O God, for you. We're not barren Christians, O God. Our wombs are not closed, O God, for, for us not to, to, to bear witness, O God, for the people around us. We are productive Christians, Father God. We choose not to be a producer, but we choose to be just a sitter or just a listener. Father God, we pray that we will be, starting today, we will be a doer of your word, O God. And we will be a true disciple of you, God. Thank you so much, O God. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins, O God. We may be a relaxed Christian. Thank you so much, O God, that you forgive us, O God, from not sharing your word, O God. And this time, O God, we will have boldness to share your word, O God, your love to people in the Philippines, O God, though they may not see us, O God, but your love will ring out, O God, through that, through that gift that we will give, O God. Bless our hearts, O God. Talk to each one of us. And this is our opportunity, O God, to share God's love through giving, O God. And may the money that we will be collecting today, Father, will be used, O God, in Tacloban or other parts of summer. Bless your people, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.